welcome to episode 3 of the Hubcast. Uh, it's been a little while since our last episode, so I hope you all had a great Christmas and New Year's. We're back today, we're really busy at Bristol Hub at the moment recruiting for all of our volunteer programmes in the New Year, and I'm lucky enough to be joined today by my colleague and fellow Projects Officer, Louise. How are you, Louise? Very well, thank you, Tom. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. It's uh, late on a Friday, I'm pretty tired, uh, so I reckon, I don't know, I'm not sure how this one's going to go. We've had tea, we, and we've had flapjacks. We've had so. tea and flapjacks, so hopefully that'll this get us is, through, but yeah. my, my brain power is waning at the yeah. moment. It's alright, we'll troop on. We we'll troop on indeed. Uh, so what we've got in store for, um, for you today is we're going to, well Louise will introduce herself in a minute and talk about what she does, uh, then we're going to play the this or that game, uh, I've actually come up with a name for it finally. <laughs> Uh, we'll then talk about Louise's social action journey as we do with all our guests and then at the end we're going to talk quite specifically about the programs that we have on offer uh, and how you as students, if you are students listening, how you can get involved. Me and Louise uh, kind of oversee all our volunteering projects and run the day-to-day nitty-gritty of them so we have a lot of experience with them and we can tell you how to get involved. Nice, yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself Louise, tell everyone what you do for the hub? Yeah, so I am Projects Officer, like Tom mentioned, and that basically means that I oversee some of our volunteering projects. Um, So that involves recruiting student volunteers, getting them trained and ready to go into volunteering, uh, making connections with community partners that we work with, and generally just making sure it all runs smoothly with the different projects we run. Definitely. That is a very concise explanation. Is that all right? I was trying to help, because Louise does exactly what I do, but... For different projects so you basically have the same job yeah. and whenever I try and tell my friends what I do it's nowhere near as concise as that tricky. it is quite tricky I've had a few months to practice now so yeah a lot of my <laughs> friends I think still just think I'm a teacher or something but I'm not but there we go should we move into the this or that game yeah I'm quite excited, excited for this. I thought there's quite a lot of pressure there's been a couple now so. yeah I mean I struggled to come up with them for this one uh, I had to I had to look online and there were some really weird bizarre suggestions so oh, cool. Have you put I don't them know, in just, this? No, I haven't. Oh. There were just things that weren't even related in any way. One of the, one of the examples was hamburgers or calamari. And I thought they're, they're too disparate food. They're not comparable. No. So I haven't included that. Are you ready? I think I'm ready, yeah. Cool. So, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dinner party or night out? Oh, uh, dinner party. Coffee or tea? Tea. Too hot or too cold? Too hot. Kit Kat or Twix? Kit Kat. Wine or beer? Beer. Canteen or Crofter's Rights? Oh, canteen. Uh, and one I've added at the end that kind of makes sense is, would you rather go back five years and live the last five years Ooh. again, or skip forward five years to where you would be in five years? But then I miss the next five years? You miss the next five years, you just oh, get to where... i go back. Okay, you'd go back yeah. and relive your life. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Um, Those were some tricky ones. They were tricky. Uh, I was interested in your answer to Kit Kat and Twix. You said Kit Kat, didn't you? Yeah. Good. (laughs) I knew you'd kick off if I didn't choose Twix. I would. I have about two Kit Kats a day. (laughs) And you went for which one did you go for between Canteen and Crofters Rights? Canteen. You went for Canteen. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and you're not in Bristol, Canteen and Crofters Rights are two, I guess, they're not really pubs. They're kind of are. Pubs, bars. Bars. Live Restaurant music venue. Even. Live music venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both kind of opposite each other, which is why I chose them both. Yeah. Places that I go to a lot. I, like I would them also both. say canteen. Just pips it. For yeah, me. it's hard. Mostly because of the food. 
Yeah, they do do good. It's got it's got everything, Canteen. Yeah, it's got food, it's got music. Music is also free, which is a big mm. big bonus. If you're listening, you haven't been to the Canteen. Go. I I had the best meal I can remember for a long time at Canteen. What was it? Uh, it was arancini balls, garlic and mushroom arancini balls, uh, on a bed of like I think it was courgette with salsa verde <laughs> you know and some basil. It was honestly the I can't I I, I still have dreams about it. It was that good. <laughs> Nothing's gonna live up to that. Nothing has ever lived up to that. No. It was you know incredible. it's fancy when it's something on a bed of something. But it's cheap as well. It was like eight pounds. Bargain. With soup and bread. Yeah, you get free soup oh, as well. There you go. to go. That's our plug for the canteen. Highly so recommend. if you if you live in Bristol and you haven't been, check it out. That was this or that. Uh, we will now move on to chatting to Louise about her social action journey. So do you want to tell us what that is? I, I guess I'll remind people, if you haven't listened before, by social action journey, essentially we just mean, how did you end up where you are now working in the social action sector, working in the charity sector, I guess? Mm, okay. Um, well, I think, so I kind of started, I guess, properly volunteering when I was at uni, but then I kind of was always quite interested in that kind of work. My mum was a social worker. When I was at school, my work experience was um, in a care home, which was kind of like through my mum and like hearing her chat about the kind of stuff she did. So I guess it kind of started then. And then after that, came to university, did a few different projects, um, some stuff around teaching and mentoring, did like a art mentoring project in a secondary school, which I really loved doing. Um, and then... I went away for my third year because um, I studied Spanish. And then when I came back for fourth year, I then heard about the Hubs project, which mm. was the internship scheme and got involved in that, um, which, yeah, I actually worked at the same place as Saoirse, who was on the uh, Hubcast last time. She so was indeed, yeah. Self-injury support, which is a really, really cool organisation. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then finished university went and did a few different part-time jobs and internships in charity kind of work. I did some fundraising stuff, um, worked at Marie Curie for a bit, and then got this job. And here I am. That was like the short... There you go. Kind of short. That <laughs> was quite short. That was concise. <laughs> I tried to again. keep it. Uh, it's, it. It can be hard to put it into yeah. kind of a short, con- concise thing. Um, because sometimes you don't really know where it started or why you I'm ended not, up no. in certain places. I think that's probably the best I've ever managed to actually like... Mm summarise everything yeah it often seems a common theme is uh, kind of some kind of exposure to it some kind of exposure to the charity sector or the third sector yeah either at university or through family or something yeah Um, which is i guess exactly what we're trying to do at bristol hub is make people aware of the third sector make people aware of social action at university so that they hopefully go on um, and work for charities and work in the social impact sector cool um couple of things in there. Did you do any... Because we spoke to Saoirse on the last episode about volunteering abroad. Yes. Did you do any volunteering abroad in your, your time away? And where did you go yeah. as well? Where did I go? Uh, so I was in South America for the whole year, which was really, really cool. Highly recommend going if anyone gets a chance. And I went to Bolivia for half of the year and then Argentina for the second half. Um, and yeah, I was also doing voluntary work abroad. Um, so in Bolivia, I was working at a centre that provides support for women and teenage girls have kind of experienced uh, domestic violence or sexual violence, um, which was really cool. But yeah, I think like you touched on this last time, but it's mm. kind of quite a learning experience in terms of like what volunteering abroad is like, what kind of things you should look out for. And I guess being aware of 
what you can offer as a volunteer and making sure you kind of have that long-term impact rather than short-term stuff that isn't necessarily going to be that beneficial in the long run for the organisation. So that was, yeah, really interesting. And then Argentina, I was doing um, teaching work. So I was in a school teaching all different ages, like young kids all the way up to teenagers and adults teaching English, um, which was hard to do in a different language because you're kind of like sitting in front of a big group of people <laughs> trying to like control children that are very overexcited you in your second Spanish, language. Right? Yeah, a lot of the time. Interesting. So that was quite hard, but it was it was good. It was definitely like get thrown in the deep end and then yeah. after a while you kind of figure it out. But yeah. It's good. Cool. So would you basically kind of, so as we said, Sorcia spoke about um, volunteering abroad in the last uh, last Hubcast. Would you kind yeah. of echo the sentiments of just having to be careful, doing your research, yeah. making sure that you know that the charity that you're working for is actually making an impact? Yeah. Or any, not specific, even... any specific tidbits of advice? Yeah, I think it's just knowing knowing the organisation, but not even necessarily if they're making an impact, but if what you're doing is actually going to be useful for them. And I think also knowing the country and their culture is really, really important. Yeah. And I think it's quite common, and like I definitely experience this in some way, that as a volunteer you kind of go in expecting for them to almost give you a really good experience. And mm-hmm. actually, if you're going on volunteering, you should be kind of considering what skills you have that you can offer them and whether that's going to really be useful, I think. Um, but yeah, I guess just kind of yeah, being aware. Being aware. Cool, yeah, be aware. And I would say <laughs> any any students listening again or anyone listening that uh, is interested in maybe volunteering abroad and maybe maybe you're worried about about the things that we've just spoken about, I'm sure you'd always be willing to have a, have a chat Absolutely, with them. Absolutely, yes. So, yeah, come by the office if, if you have a fancy chat about volunteering abroad and we can yeah. we can talk to you about that because it certainly can be a really uh, worthwhile thing to do for you and for, for, um, for the voluntary project. But as yeah. we said last week and this week... Uh, Aware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to pick up on that you spoke about in your social action journey yes. was the um, uh, sorry the uh, voluntary placement scheme that you yes. were involved in that Bristol Hub run. Could yes. you tell us a bit more about what that scheme is, what it's called, what you do, and exactly what you did as part of it? Yeah. So the um, social impact voluntary placement scheme. Yes. yes now that. For sure, the catchy (laughs) acronym um, is a opportunity for students to carry out a particular project with a local charity, usually kind of smaller side of charities in the charity sector, but that are doing really amazing things and could maybe really benefit from like the extra capacity of having a student working with them. Um, So yeah, you kind of work on a set project uh, for six to eight weeks over the summer. And it's just a really good opportunity if you're interested in charity sector or even just developing skills that might be useful for future jobs to kind of do practical work and get that like office based experience and like learn a bit more about like the background and how everything works in um in a charity. So yeah, it's really good. And I did it I actually did it at the very end of university. I did it slightly differently because I was meant to do um the project over the summer and I got to the end of university and thought I didn't want to sit in front of a computer <laughs> any longer. So I had a little break and then went back to do it a bit later on. But um, yeah, I worked at Self Injury Support, which is the same place that Saoirse did her internship. And I did some work around getting their accreditation for their training that they run. So they run training for professionals that work with people that um, self-harm. So getting the accreditation kind of meant that they were like more official and professionals could kind of use them in their like 
qualifications and the amount of, kind of like training hours that they had to complete. And then I also did a bit of work around the website, which interestingly, again, throwing it back to Saoirse, yes. she did the project which was making suggestions for how they could improve the website. So I then kind of used that and did some of the adapting the new website right, and creating go. content and stuff. So yeah, proof cool. that the um, innovation program it works it and works, it makes a difference and, it and makes they a difference. take they take it on board definitely and and that yeah if you do volunteer as part of that you really are valued yeah by, by, the, by the charity that you're working for yeah i think that's the thing and yeah it is like self-injury support is a very small charity and they are always super super appreciative of getting that kind of extra hands on board sure and applications are open for that at the moment aren't they they are so <laughs> anybody listening we might, we're going to do a lot of plugging today. So <laughs> Shameless plugging. If you're listening and you're not a student at University of Bristol and you can't get involved, I do apologise. Yeah. But it is a big recruitment time for us at the moment, the start of the year. Um, so we're doing a lot of recruitment for the Social Impact Voluntary Placement Scheme that Louise just talked about. So if you are interested in that, check out our website. Uh, send us an email. You can get us at info yeah. at bristolhub.org. Uh, yeah, please do apply. I think what would be cool now is to speak a little bit more about what I guess we do day to day and the projects that we oversee because as I said we kind of both do the same thing but for different projects. Same but not the same. Same but not the same. Very similar. Um, so why don't you tell me what projects you oversee or what you do day to day Louise? What do I do day to day? Nothing. Make podcasts. <laughs> um, oh, I thought like this should be like a day in the life kind of thing. But a day I in the life I don't think Louise Coleman. I don't think I can do that off, off the cuff. Um, what do I do? So basically the two main projects that I'm responsible for are linkages and branch of active. So linkages involves connecting students to volunteering in care homes and community centres um, basically taking part in activities that are intergenerational um, activities that kind of bring together the older community and students in Bristol that might be through things like IT support sessions it might be things like skills swaps so like lots of fun things like knitting gardening craft mornings um, and we also do a bit of work around dementia support and memory support so some volunteers go in and help out at Alzheimer's cafes for people with Alzheimer's and their carers so yeah, it's quite varied, the kind of activities we run, but um, it's a really, really lovely project. And yeah, just makes some really nice connections between kind of different people in Bristol that wouldn't usually get to meet. So yeah, really enjoy doing that. And then Branch Up Active is a new programme this year. So I was responsible for setting up that project in Bristol. We've run it in other hubs, which um, had gone really well in the past. So it's now kind of expanded out to Bristol as well, which is really cool. And um, Branch Up Active involves activity days on Saturdays for children aged 8 to 11 and if you're a volunteer you come along and you're kind of paired with one of the children throughout the day so you act as a one-to-one mentor and you kind of help them to participate in activities and yeah it means we get to do lots of very fun days out yeah, it sounds super fun. I'm jealous. You're doing circus you should skills come along. soon, aren't you? We're doing circus yeah, skills. Yeah, I think I might come along to that um, one. Planning a possible crazy golf day, oh, like team games, all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's a really like nice fun day out activity to take part in if you are a volunteer. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the two main things mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, they they are both they're both really really amazing projects. Um, and as I said, looking for volunteers for those at the moment. We are. Um, yes. Yeah, they're both super cool. I'm, I'm very jealous of um, 
of the branch I'm active actually. Yeah. I want to do some surf skills. I want to play some crazy golf. <laughs> I'll I come along. Like, yeah, definitely do it. I'll come along to some of them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and how can people get involved in those movies? How can they get involved? You can visit our website. Um, just by searching Bristol Hub online and then from there we've got a whole projects page which lists everything we've got going on so you can find linkages on there you can find Branch Up Active you can also find the projects that Tom oversees which is Schools Plus and Empower Active um, and a few other smaller projects as well so yeah and then you just click on there it's got lots of information and then you just fill out a little application form fairly quick nothing complicated and from there we then invite you to come to a workshop and then you kind of get started on your volunteer journey, your social yeah, action social journey. Social action journey, exactly. <laughs> that might be where it started or maybe people have started already. Yeah. Uh, so cool, that was really good to hear. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll explain what I do as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I did it in the first episode, but maybe maybe I'll do it again. Maybe people have forgotten slash didn't listen to the first episode. So, so as I said, yeah, so I, I do a very similar thing to Louise, but just for different projects. So... One of the, the biggest projects, well, not one of the biggest project that I run is called Schools Plus. So what we do is we match University of Bristol students uh, to local schools and community centres, basically acting as tutors. So we do that with a wide range of different subjects. It might be specifically math tutoring, could be science, could be languages. We get a lot of language tutors who are interested in kind of um, sharing their knowledge and also improve, improving their own speaking skills. Uh, we have reading groups, so reading support groups. And this all takes place in primary schools and secondary schools. And I guess the, the, the reason we're doing it, which um, is really important for people to be aware of, is because of this idea of educational inequality and how uh, uneven our educational system in England is. And in Bristol specifically as well, uh, me and Louise, and we did some training recently about our community in Bristol and, and about kind of why we're doing the projects uh, and and the impact that we're trying to make and I think in Bristol it's really interesting so when we say educational inequality I guess the, di di the dictionary definition is the unequal distribution of academic resources Ooh, so that's well. I know I learned that one Impressive. Uh, so you know that can be funding it could be highly qualified qualified teachers it could be access to extracurricular activities or technology and stuff like that um, and, and that's kind of what we're trying to tackle and there's some some key issues in Bristol that are, are really prevalent is the lack of people moving on in Bristol to higher education so to university so one of the stats that I read recently so the University of Bristol did a piece of work and they found that in Harkliffe which is a ward in Bristol I can't remember the exact number but I think it's 8.5 or 8.6 percent of young people after school go on to university and then this is literally incredible then so that's one ward in Bristol and then Clifton which is where the university is based a hundred percent of yes. young people that leave school go to university that's incredible <laughs> like so I mean that's growing. great for Clifton um but, yeah, but to have that disparity yeah. is just it's just it's just completely wrong um yeah the fact that 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 exists is I think incredible and I think it's something that students and people in Bristol can sometimes miss about how, how unequal yeah, Bristol can yeah. be. I know that when I was a student before I started working here, you get stuck in the bubble. Mm -hmm. You live in Clifton or you live in Redland and you think Bristol's so affluent and it's, <laughs> it's and it's brilliant. There's loads <laughs> of stuff going on, which there is. It is a great city to live in. I love yeah. it. But there is also uh, a lot of um, um, inequality 
uh, a lot of deprivation as well and that's I guess that's what we're trying to tackle here yeah. um, but it's it's kind of an entrenched issue in Bristol what I found interesting was that there's some real kind of key issues around where colleges and sixth forms are based mm. they're often clustered in certain geographical areas and then the transport to those places are really poor so actually there's just students who don't actually go on to college or sixth form because mm. they kind of can't get there. It's actually interesting that the same in linkages, which is obviously like yeah. different demographic and different kind of section of the community and people, but um, similar situation where most of the kind of community groups or activities that older people could participate in are in very specific areas that are quite difficult for them to get to if they don't have mm-hmm. the right transport or they're not very mobile, and that therefore means that they kind of access them and therefore there's more social isolation and all that kind of stuff so yeah I think you're right and I think that's the thing that's really nice for volunteers is that not only are they kind of helping to tackle those issues but they get to go into those areas of Bristol where they wouldn't usually go and they meet very different people to those that you would meet at the university or around Clifton and Redland and those kind of areas so yeah I think that's a big big bonus side of it for sure definitely I think yeah as you said one of the big highlights for students I think in volunteering is is getting outside of that uni bubble and mm. I don't we had some we had some feedback recently so we, we always collect feedback from our projects I don't I don't, don't want to just <laughs> I don't want to be seen to be just like shamelessly yeah, I think sharing highlights sharing highlights, highlights of that's volunteering. what we do but I think this really encapsulates why students should get involved I think yeah. in what we do uh, so this person said the project I work on is absolutely fantastic and is consistently the best part of my week and this is a key bit, it breaks me away from my uni routine and university-related stresses and places me back in the real world, yeah. which is great. Uh, it gets you out and about in Bristol, it gets you to see places that you wouldn't normally see, and you're making an impact at the same time. Um, and I think I'd say that for all of our projects. Uh, see, I really went off on a tangent there. <laughs> I liked it, it was good. <laughs> you're like getting into the, the real depth of the issues. Into the zone. <laughs> so that school's plus, anyway. Yeah. You, you can get involved in <laughs> the same ways one. that... Louise said. Uh, the other programs that I am involved in, so we're running Code Club, which is trying to tackle similar issues. So we're working with students from deprived areas and from disadvantaged backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to do is get kids really keen and excited to be involved in coding. Coding, I'm not going to lie, I don't know that much about coding, but I wish I did because yeah. it is actually a really, really important skill now. I do need to go to Code Club. I, do need to, <laughs> I need to be one of the students, yeah. let alone organising it. I need to be one of the kids. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're launching, well not launching that, we, we ran it last year, couldn't run it last time unfortunately, but we're going to be running it this term in a community centre in Easton, which is going to be super fun. Uh, we've got some volunteers ready for that, uh, going in trying to make coding fun and exciting, mm-hmm. which I think it is anyway. Uh, as well as that we have our Forest Schools programme, which is also a really nice project to get involved in. I want to do Forest Schools. Yeah, it Maybe we should great. just swap. We should. I'll do Forest Schools and you and can I'll do, do Branch Up. Back to yeah, sounds great. <laughs> so Forest Schools is uh, matching University of Bristol students to help out with kids and getting involved in nature, getting them connected with nature. So they do lots of stuff outdoors, kind of like outdoor cooking, outdoor skills, um, like crafting. I think so. Oh, like without like, like yeah, natural like, fires. Yeah. I, so. I was like, how would that work? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Like an oven yeah, just outside. People can but... cook outside. <laughs> so that's a really good project if you're into, I guess, the outdoors and into nature. That's for schools. And then another big one that we're launching this term, which I'm really, really excited about, is Empower Active. Mm. So Empower Active is another of our sports-based active mentoring schemes 
which we have funding from from Sport England. And what we're going to be doing is working in Oasis Academy Brislington. Um, and we're going to be working with year eight pupils who are kind of just disengaged with school life at the moment. Um, maybe they're just, they, they don't know what they want to do in the future. Maybe they don't see the point in school at the moment. Um, maybe they're low in confidence and self-esteem. Uh, so they've got, they've got a wide range of issues and what we're trying to do is help boost their confidence, boost their self-esteem, re-engage them with school, raise their, well, inspire them and show them what can be can be achieved and, and what is out there kind of almost on their doorstep at Bristol University. Some of them may never have, have kind of heard of Bristol, well, I'm sure they've heard of Bristol University, but they might not know much about it. So we're going to be sending in volunteers to act as mentors, so they're going to get paired up one-to-one with these students. Um, and we're going to be using a mixture of classroom-based and sports-based activities uh, over a six-week period. So, yeah, once again, anyone listening that thinks that sounds like something they'd be interested in, you don't have to be really sporty, you don't have to be sporty at all. All we need is just lots of enthusiasm, really, um, and a willingness to just get involved and set a good example to the kids, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and as Louise said, you can get involved really, really easily. Head to our website, look at the projects, read for it, make sure it's something for you, hit apply, fill out a quick application form, and then we'll be in touch. Easy. Easy. Easy as one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> if you check out our Instagram, you can see the little video That's... that me and Louise made. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I just went on a huge You've really rant given there, a good almost. old overview. You've done, I hope you so. did well. I we hope both so. did well. Yeah. I hope. Um, <laughs> I think that probably takes us, well, it's, it's actually now five o'clock, so... <laughs> It's Friday. five o'clock on a Friday, five so o'clock. we're not gonna we're not gonna stay around here for much longer. <laughs> so I think it's about time we wrap it up, don't you? Home. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Uh, once again, if you aren't a student at the University of Bristol, I do apologise. This was quite a recruitment-heavy almost podcast, but uh, it's important to to get our word out there in any way we can. Mm. Um, but I'm going to be recording some more podcasts in the future. Um, which is going to be really exciting because I'm not going to be only speaking from people from Bristol. We're going to be talking to people from across the Student Hubs team. So we're going to be speaking to Catherine, who works in the Winchester office, and she does... She just does everything for for students. She is literally a (laughs) superwoman. So she has an incredible background with Student Hubs and youth work and social action. So she's going to be really, really interesting to talk to. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to the team at Oxford Hub, about what they do in Oxford specifically um, and what their their key plans are for this term. And hopefully I'm going to be speaking to some volunteers soon as well. So if you're listening and you are a volunteer at the moment and you'd like to be on the Hubcast, that would be absolutely amazing. I'd love that. I'd love to hear firsthand uh, how your volunteering experience has been and I'm sure all the listeners would as well. So if that is something that would interest you, get in touch, email me, uh, pop a comment, in, in the feed and on the Facebook post wherever we post this and yeah I think that that's about it yeah is that it have yeah. we missed anything Louise no I think we're, we're good to go cool so once again thank you for listening uh, thank you for joining me Louise very welcome I hope you enjoyed your first Hubcast experience I did. I feel like you've been plotting this for a, a while I have I've been <laughs> you've been tri- trying trying to sneak away from <laughs> from getting involved but Great. I've managed to get you on. Best way to end a week. Ah, it's a pretty good way to end a week, <laughs> to be fair. So yeah, thanks for listening. And yes, tune in next time. Bye. Bye.